Hello and welcome back to the Working Mama podcast. Today I chat with Laura from the Fit Mama Lifestyle to give you tips and advice on staying active in the current world that we live in. Welcome to the Working Mama podcast, a show that provides real world tips, tricks and advice to all working mamas on how they can have a career, family and hopefully one day break the glass ceiling. My name is Karina O'Brien, a fellow working parent trying to manage the juggle. Each week, we'll be looking at all things related to working parents with special guests and solo episodes to help you navigate the world of having children and a career. Wow, what a week and what a world we currently live in. What we took for granted a month ago is unthinkable today. I remember talking to my grandparents about what it was like in World War II. And as my husband and I commented recently, our grandchildren will possibly be doing the same thing to us about the coronavirus and living through what we are doing now. It really is unimaginable. With so many aspects of our lives being out of our control, it is important then to focus on the items that we can. So mama, please remove all expectation you have of yourself and those around you as this situation and what the time that we're in at the moment is completely unprecedented. But one aspect we can control is our fitness, our health and our well-being. The good news is that we can still exercise and in our own home. And good news, you don't need gym equipment to do this. As today's guest, Laura Martin explains. Laura is a personal trainer and nutrition coach with over six years in the industry. She is a mum of two who has made it her life mission to help other mums to feel fit and healthy. So important for the moment. She is known for her realistic approach to health and fitness, which is actually achievable for mums, even from your living room. So let's get started. Hello, Laura. Hello, Karina. How are you today? Not too bad. How about yourself? Good. Not too bad. Just dealing with all this madness in the world at the moment. I know. It's been pretty crazy. Yeah. So, Laura, why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So, I have a company called The Fit Mama Lifestyle. I specialize in training mums in fitness, nutrition, and mindset coaching. So basically what that all means is I like to look at a practical approach to um, health and fitness with mums and I feel like all three of those facets um, are really important um, in your health and fitness. So focus on doing it online only because I came to the realisation that mums have no time to get to a gym um, or to fit in with <laughs> fit in with anyone else's schedules or childcare or anything like that. So I thought wholly online um, and yeah and we focus on mums. Oh that's very very appropriate and very topical at the moment <laughs> <Yes>. considering <laughs> the, the world that we live in at the moment. So why don't we just jump straight into it yep. um, about how can we do fitness in if we're under self-isolation or we can't get out obviously going to the gym as much at the moment and as mums I think at the moment that we probably are putting ourselves last where it's kids, then husband, then animal, and then we may be definitely at the bottom. So how can we help ourselves to then also and fill our cups also while then helping our families? Oh, wow. That's 
That's a big question. I could talk about that for a very long time. So I'll, yeah. break, I'll break it down. Um, so in the first point, how can we still get moving when we're in isolation? Um, there's, there's so many things you can do. I mean, it does feel limiting if you are stuck in the house or something like that. I'm not sure. I know that we're not officially on lockdown at the moment, but if you are in self-isolation, I'm sure you could still go for a walk or something, you know, early morning when no one's around. Um, Obviously don't touch anything. (laughs) But if you're stuck in the house because you've got the kids around as well, you can do mini workouts. You don't need any equipment. And I find a lot of people get really caught up in, oh, but I don't have this equipment or I can't do this and there is like so many workouts you can do with no equipment and and that's exactly what I specialize in because I like you to be able to just be like okay I've got 10 minutes the kids are happy let's just do it you know you don't have to think about um, setting anything up or those sort of things and I've actually been doing quite a few free workouts on my social media in the last week or so just because I know that a lot of mums are out there and they need this help. So, yeah, that that sort of answers the in isolation question fitness-wise. But in terms of looking after yourself and, you know, you put everyone else's priorities first, I actually do a technique with my clients a lot and I call it reversing your priorities. Oh, that sounds interesting. Yeah, so basically exactly like you said, you've got, you know, your children, your husband, your dog, like whatever, and you're always the bottom of the list. So what I get my clients to do is to sit down and I want you to write down what it is that you can achieve in a day and that would make you feel like you feel good or you filled your cup, like you said. So it doesn't have to be anything crazy. I mean, I know we'd all love to go, you know, get a massage and get our nails done and all that. Um, (laughs) But it's more like a practical thing that you could actually achieve in a day. So it could be for you, say, um, a 20-minute workout. It could be that you shower before your kids get up. It could be um, you may really like, you know, self-care things, so a face mask or something like that. But whatever works for you. And when you have that in your head, you need to reverse that priority and you need to do you first. So instead of like the really best example is, you know, when you leave the house and you get everyone ready and then you've got five minutes to get yourself ready and you're rushed, you're like, oh, whatever, I won't do my makeup. And, you know, you just run out the door and you just always look like a mess and everyone else looks immaculate. Like that is- Yeah, we've got the great outfits on. Yep. (laughs) That's the perfect example, right? So reverse that. So no matter what, you have to get ready first. So, and it's really hard to do because you just feel, you feel selfish and you feel like it's all wrong, but it makes you feel good because instead of like sitting there and, you know, you're yelling at your kids to put their shoes on and they just want to do it themselves and you're like, oh my gosh, this is just all so painful. If you've if you got ready and you and you don't have in the back of your mind, okay, I haven't even got ready yet. It just that that little mindset flip is so pivotal in your life. If you do this in little things throughout your day, um, it just it it really changes how you feel. Yeah, mindset has so many facets to it as mm-hmm. well because it's 
and and particularly at the moment, uh, the situations we're in, our our mind is sometimes our best but also worst enemy. Uh, Absolutely. And it's and it's also so hard of, no, everyone else is more important. I'll worry about myself last. And as a mm-hmm. mum, we we, I don't know why, but we're preconceived to often have that mentality. Yes, I know. I don't know what it is either because I don't didn't think I would be like that as a mum, and I am. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and you've got to work on it. But yeah, it's a and yeah. and obviously in times like this where you may feel like you know there's a lot going on in the world that you can't control and um that sort of thing it's really important to bring that focus back to what you can control and that and one of those things is how you feel yeah so at the moment to help you focus on what you can control do you have any tips or suggestions on what people could do to help realize that in themselves yeah absolutely So, okay, we'll start with, say, to get moving. So, as I said before, you could do, like, a quick 10-minute workout. There's heaps online that you can follow. Um, Or you could do something simple as, like, every time you do a repetitive task, such as, like, you change a nappy or you wash your hands because we're all going to be doing that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Um, (laughs) Way too much, yep. (laughs) You have to do 10 squats. So, like, if you put that little trigger into your day, Every time you wash hands, you do 10 squats. You, you're adding a movement to your day without even really realising it. Or another thing is try to play with your kids in things that require you to move, like play a game with them or, you know, play tag or something like that. Like just get them out in the backyard if, you, if you've got a backyard and, yeah, run around with them. Just get moving. It doesn't have to be like a, you know, rigid workout. In terms of, say, de-stressing, like, because I know a lot of people are stressed at the moment, um, don't underestimate the power of breathing. So just stop for a minute and just really feel your breath. Like, think about feeling where the breath goes. So, like, is it in your belly or can you feel it through your nostrils or something like that? Really focus on the breath going in and out. Like, that is a really good way just to de-stress yourself for a minute. And would it be deep breaths? Yeah. So like count up count up to like say 10 in, hold it for a second and then count out again 10. And you just need to do like five and it just, it just really calms you down. Or other things, you know, simple things to de-stress is, you know, none of us have any time for decluttering and that sort of thing. So, you know, when you've got this downtime, use it to do all those jobs that are annoying you because – clutter like actual physical clutter actual actually clutters your mind as well so if you're if you're spending time doing that it actually really helps with your mind as well i was actually doing that this morning with my son's toys just by chance it has yes yeah. um and then the other thing i mean i know a lot of people suffer with sleep when when they're anxious or um worked up so a one that I'm really big on with my clients is stopping screens at a certain time of night. I have to admit, I am not good at it myself. <laughs> um, <Yeah>. But <laughs> if, you, if you are someone that does struggle to fall asleep or stay asleep, I really recommend you stop a certain time, like 
picks maybe an hour before you want to be in bed and, and just go, no more screens, that's it. And the other thing is caffeine really, really affects you. Even if you don't think it does, it takes about 10 to 12 hours to get out of your system. So try not to have any caffeine after midday. And is that per coffee? Yeah, uh, well, for your last coffee. So, yeah. Okay. yeah. So if you had a coffee at, say, 12, it's, it's probably just wearing off around, like, 10 p.m., even if you don't feel like it is, <laughs> even if you've lost the buzz. Yeah, it can really affect your sleep. So try to keep your coffee in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, no, good good one because I think at the moment everyone's just on hyperdrives. You're like, right, yeah. going to have a coffee. I know in myself I've upped my coffee intake recently from one to two yeah. before midday. But, yeah, and I have have been at times still wired at 11 o'clock mm-hmm. at night. My husband's going, okay, see you later. I'm going to bed. And I'm like, oh, I've still got yeah. – probably I'm a night person. Yeah. So it's when my creative juices are coming out. But. Yeah, I probably need to back off on the caffeine. Yeah, it, yeah. If it definitely, if it's affecting your sleep, I would. But yeah, and then I guess my last one, which is a big one at the moment, because we're all worried about food and food supply and um, all that. Is I would recommend just doing a big cook up of what you've got and putting it in the freezer. So knowing that you've got a few meals sitting there um, that are as nutritious as possible, because I know we can't get everything, but I mean, in my supermarkets, there's plenty of fresh produce, you know. There's there's all your fruits and veggies and stuff. It's more the um, packet stuff that's harder to get. So there's nothing stopping you making all those fresh meals and um, freezing them for later. Yeah, on that note, it was actually one of the questions that I asked the Working Mama community, uh, the Facebook community that I've mm-hmm. got. One of the questions actually came back and actually said on the nutrition side, how can we make sure we have a healthy diet and stop binge eating? And this is really not only through the environment we are in at the moment, but even as general working mums mm-hmm. in everyday life. Yeah. Well, I would say to that, like, how do you stop binge eating and that sort of thing? Um, I would say to that, focus on, so I feel like we have a lot of this, good foods and bad foods and we label things a lot and we feel guilty if we eat something bad and we feel good if we eat something good. Yeah. Um, I, I really like to go from the approach of focus on what you want to add to your diet. Don't worry about what you want to cut out. So if you focus on your basics, like I want to drink two litres of water a day, I want to try and have greens with every meal I have. I want to have some sort of protein with every meal I have. And I want to focus on eating my fruit and veg and not stuff out of a packet. Then it sort of just all falls into place. If that makes sense. By the time you've done all that, you know, you may, you know, we're all human. You may get to the end of the night and be like, hmm, I feel like a bit of chocolate. Um, But in my opinion, if your body sort of craves what it needs. So if you, especially protein, because a lot of us women don't have enough protein and we really, really need it. Um, If you've had enough protein in the day, so and you can achieve that by having it with every meal, um, you're probably less likely to, to have those sort of food binges because you've actually given your body what it needs. Um. But I guess on that point as well, a lot of us don't eat enough, which leads to binging. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I know I know a lot of women 
and I'm not saying it's not me because I have done it too, but I know a lot of, especially mums, get to midday and you think, hmm, have I eaten anything today? Yeah. <laughs> the kids have eaten, they've had breakfast had, and morning snacks and, yep. and lunch, but mum, well, yeah. maybe not. So that's another one. Like, think about are you eating enough? And a tool that I use, it's a completely free tool and I use it with my clients, is called My Fitness Tower. Um, which is a free app you can download, and that's sort of a a a, di- a food diary sort of type of app, and that I find that really helpful um, just to see what's going in your body, just being aware of it and logging it, not in an obsessive way, <laughs> but just in like a so yeah. you understand what you're eating and then and what's going into your body. Like if you put something in there. Um, like a good example a lot of people are surprised about is a tablespoon of olive oil is 40 calories like which is a lot yeah which is a lot just for something that's so little so it just helps you to understand like what it is that you're putting in your body and if you are you know getting enough protein or if you're getting enough um, fat and you know that sort of thing I think it's it's really good to just have that awareness so is it good to do that for ongoing or for a period of time? It's, it really depends on the type of person you are. I feel like you don't have to do it forever um, because it is annoying. I know <laughs> it's another thing you have to do. Yeah. But once, you, yeah, once you've done it for, I don't know, say a month or six weeks, you'll have a better understanding of what it is that you are doing and your habits and that sort of thing. And then, yeah, and then you can taper it off, you know, if it's really bugging you. Yeah. <laughs> So in an ideal world, what would what advice have you got that would deem a healthy diet? So is it making sure that we have breakfast? We've obviously got fruit and veg, protein. Mm-hmm. As a kid, we're all told about the different food groups and that as we get older, I think we forget about that at times. Yep. But what would, what would inverted commas, healthy diet be? Or, and I know that's probably also going to be individual for each and every one of us because more and more people are going vegetarian and vegan and the like. So you able to give some tips and advice around that. Yeah. So do you want sort of just like a, like a day of eating basically? Would that help? Yeah, Yeah, that's probably, yeah, that'd probably help. So so breakfast, you want something quite protein based, as I said, two really good examples are one is a smoothie. I swear by smoothies because they're really easy to make and, you know, drink on the run if you need to do school run or something, you chuck them in a cup and you can drink them as you go. So in that you'd want, I use a protein powder. You don't have to use protein powder. Um, You can get protein from other sources such as like your dairy or you can get it from like say peanut butter using nuts, that sort of thing. And then you can add, I really like adding spinach to mine and then I get my green in there, but you could also use something like a green powder berries are good because you've got your antioxidants and then you want some sort of good fat so i use coconut water in mine because that's got fat in it and it's a good fat and then that's quite a well-balanced smoothie the other thing you can do if some people go i don't want a smoothie um eggs are great for breakfast um they're a natural high protein product pretty easy to to whip up or you can you can even boil your eggs you know in bulk and just you know, have a couple of eggs if you're really pushed for time. Um, so that's yeah. what I say for breakfast. Then I'd say have a snack 
I think nuts are great for snacks. Whatever whatever ones you prefer is fine. Like I I'm I'm not big on pushing exactly what you need to eat. I think you eat what you like because if you if I tell you something to eat and you hate it, you're not gonna eat it and then it's just gonna not work. Um so yeah, just yeah. like a handful yeah, of it's not gonna be sustainable. Yeah, so just like a handful of nuts and maybe like a piece of fruit or something like that. So like a small apple or some grapes or something like that is great for your morning snack. Lunchtime, I'm a fan of a big salad. For me, I generally batch cook some meat uh, on like a Sunday. So then when I do my salad during the week, I can just throw that in. Um, it makes it a lot quicker. Again, whatever you prefer. I generally do spinach, cucumber, avocado, what else do I do? Capsicum, sometimes olives. But use what you've got. Again, like, I feel like food wastage is such a big thing in the world and you know I don't think you need to have the exact same thing or it needs to be perfect you know as long as it's within reason and healthy enough I think I think we're fine yeah um exactly yeah and then it's up to you you can have another snack if you like I tend to eat dinner at five o'clock because I've got a two-year-old and a almost six-month-old so that's my life at the moment um Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. So I tend to eat at around five, so I don't have an afternoon snack because that is the afternoon. But if you were going to have an afternoon snack, you could probably do the same thing a bit of fruit again. Um, or hummus is really good with like some cut up carrot or celery or, you know, whatever veggie you like. And then dinner again, think about protein based. So salmon's really good or chicken, something quite lean. Um, the reason I like salmon is it's also high in like those healthy fats, omega threes, all those things we need as mums. And then yeah, whatever you like, like veggies, green veggies, or salad, or you know whatever you prefer. That's that's generally what I'd recommend in a day. In inverted commas, obviously you can change that around. Some people like a little bit more carbs in their diet and I I don't want anyone to be afraid of carbs so it's more what carbs you are eating so if you think about things that are white they digest a lot faster we call them high glycemic so that means basically it's a fancy word for saying that you digest it a lot quicker so if you eat it the energy has gone a lot quicker whereas if you have something that's lower GI the energy um, is slow releasing. So you're not going to feel hungry for maybe like two to three hours, which is the benefit of it. And then I guess from a diabetes point of view, it doesn't spike your um, blood glucose levels either. And that's really important. Yeah. Yeah. Does that sort of answer that's that? That's great tips. <laughs> it does. Yeah. I think that'll definitely, hopefully it helps you listening with a general idea of how to help frame your diet uh, at the moment Uh, we'll go back to the fitness topic and at the moment a lot of people are dealing with stress um, as what we've spoken about earlier how important and sorry actually what role does exercise play in helping you with mental health oh I I could talk about this all day Um, (laughs) yeah I can't stress the importance of like if you move, you feel good and then you just, you remove all those sort of anxious thoughts 
um, it actually chemically re- rewires your brain to feel good. You know, if you've ever heard the term runner's high, like, you know, if you go for a run afterwards, you feel, you know, on top of the world. Um, I can attest to this. I definitely do. <laughs> feel like you could do anything. Um, yeah, oh, there are so many benefits. But I think, I think it also, the thing that we don't talk about is it translates into like not just the half an hour, you know, before and after that workout. It translates to every day, you know, because if you're exercising consistently, and I say this all the time, you don't have to spend hours and hours exercising every day. You know, three three workouts a week is absolutely fine and give yourself the permission to just go with three and don't feel guilty, you know, if it's less. But if you if you're doing that consistently, consistency brings the results. So if you're if you're consistently doing that, a you're going to feel good about yourself because you're actually achieving it, right? It's that it's like that mental, you know, checklist. I've done that. Yeah, um, it's that mental then, goal. Then it will have a yeah. flow-on effect because because you're feeling good, you've got more confidence, you're a lot more patient, you know, with your children and your husband. You're you're feeling good in terms of like say when you're working, you know you feel a lot better. You're not going to take things as personally or like the wrong way because, you know, because you've taken it because of, you know, the way you feel about yourself. Does that make sense? Yeah. 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 No, and then, agree. and then it flows on to say things like your sleep, because if you, if you've done a workout, you're going to sleep better because you've actually, you know, moved your body. And then that often has a flow on effect as well, because if you're sleeping better, again, you're happier. <laughs> um, Yes, and we know that from our kids. Yes, they, yes. If my if my son could uh, talk a bit better by now, he probably would definitely attest to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and it just, it just flows on into everything. Like it just it's so important. And then even just like if you want to go back to your physical side of things, you know, if you're eating, sorry, if you're exercising, then you better and then you've got more muscle tone and then you you know it's just it just it I can't express it enough like it's just so important to put it first and to move and if you can't do it for yourself or if you feel like it's, it's what's the word selfish or anything like that just think about the benefits it's going to give you know to your children or to your workplace or to you know anything else as a flow and effect yeah, think about the why. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's really not about that mum guilt because actually the mum guilt can be overcome because you're actually going to make yourself both physically and mentally better by exercising than having that guilt. So there's you're actually going to be your long term benefits are going to be so much better. Oh, I couldn't have said it better myself. Oh. <laughs> And so if I'm a mum that's just like, oh, it seems all too hard, how do I, where do I even start? What what can we do to, I've actually literally just got this vision of, remember that guy from back in the 80s of that guy on the couch of life be in it, of how do I start to get active again? Yep. After particularly maybe having kids or things are just too hard at the moment. Yep. Where can they start just to make that? Because often the hardest part is, 
physically getting off that couch to start. So what can Absolutely. we do? Absolutely. I think I think the best thing to do is start with like you just said, one, find your why. So if you have your reason for why you want to get started, that is a really, really positive step. But then in terms of actually physically starting, I think we all just need to get rid of our expectations. It's going to be hard. It's gonna, it's, you're probably going to hurt afterwards. You're probably going to feel really unfit and down on yourself because you think, how did I get here? And like, what's wrong with me? And all those negative thoughts. But just try and reframe it and think think how good I will feel, you know, in six weeks, in twelve weeks, in twelve months, you know, that I've that I have started. And all you have to do, I think the best thing to do is to get up, put your shoes on. If you can, leave the kids at home and just go for a big walk. Like just walk as far as you can. Just just that simple act of getting out, doing it for you and moving, it just kickstarts you and you'll feel amazing. And really what you're saying and, and the key message I'm getting from you is moving is so important. It doesn't matter what you do, but as long as you're 100%, moving. 100%, 100%, definitely. And are there any other tips and advice that you'd give uh, mums, particularly at the moment, um, to help them out with their mental, physical, and also around the mindfulness of, of life at the moment? Yeah, I think important, I think, at this time to focus on others because we we often, um, you know, get really caught up in how we feel and feeling down and we, we forget, like, how good it can feel to even do something for someone else. So even if, say, you've got another mum friend who is in a similar boat to you and you both haven't got moving or whatever, why don't you just say to her, hey, um, do you want to go for a walk or do you want to do, do this program together or something like that, which will really help to both get you started and then you'll feel good because you've made her feel good. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can then also make sure it's an active thing yeah. that you can do together. Um, but then I guess, sorry, that sort of deferred a little bit. But in terms of mindfulness as well, I am a really big fan of journaling. So if you're feeling really um, frazzled and you feel like you couldn't possibly start working out because there's too many things going on and, you know, that sort of thing, I want you to grab out, you don't even have to have a journal, just grab a piece of paper and just write the words why should I not start today? And you will be amazed at what your mind is telling you. It will just flow out of you just by answering that simple question to yourself and try to do it like when no one's around because you'll feel like, oh, someone's going to watch my answer or, you know, just do it on your own. Why Why not start today? And just see what comes up for you. I also find journaling when I'm actually stressed also helps of actually getting everything in my mind on yeah. paper. There's something, I'm sure there's psychological things around it. Yeah. 
but if I've got lots of things going on in my mind, as soon as I write it on the paper, I feel like I've actually let go of it a little bit because it's not just in my mind. I've let go of those thoughts and it's transferred to that paper. I can always go back to it and read it. And years ago when I was journaling, I actually didn't go back and read much at all, but I found it very cathartic to help me get those thoughts out on paper. So Mm -hmm. even at the moment or even in the future, if things are also overcoming over, a bit overwhelming for you, write it down. It's a really simple but powerful mm-hmm. tool that can also help you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I never read over my journals either. I don't I don't write things to remember them. I'm the same. I write things to get rid of them. And, yeah, we, just, we always have so many things going on in our head. And a, a thing that I work on a lot with my clients is, like, limiting beliefs. I don't know if you know, if you've done much on that but we all have especially mums we all have things that we don't like about our bodies or how we feel or anything like that so doing that doing that exercise that's sort of the start of what I do with the limiting beliefs and if if you say why not start now there will be a few things that come up that that are things you're telling yourself that aren't true so if you like let's think of an example if you say if you write down well I can't start right now because the kids need me because they're at home more and I need to look after them and you know something along those lines the kids can work out with you but like my kids work out with me all the time um and it's just a belief you're telling yourself yeah yeah. So just turn it around and be like, well, no, it'll be good for them to get moving as well, um, you know, and we'll all feel good. And and sort of turning those beliefs around into like why, but why not, if that makes sense. Yeah. But it's also been then that role model for your children mm. in living an active lifestyle and how to do it. Um, my husband has got a baby seat on the back of, of his bike yeah. and now my son is obsessed yeah. with bikes because in the last few weeks we've gone for a few more bike rides and he, we get in the car and he's like bike bike <laughs> and the other day he got out his helmet and what was ready to go for a bike a bike ride and I said sorry dad's not at home we can go on the weekend but I think it's also but he's really keen on doing it because he sees mum and dad having fun and it's a family activity yeah. so it's also from an um, a fitness perspective also showing your kids about being active and also playing that role model part I think as absolutely well. I mean I um a lot of the videos I put on social media I cut out a lot of like Oscar my toddler's um shenanigans I say <laughs> but he yeah. he always <laughs> I've seen a few though which are yeah quite funny. I put in a few I mean we'd all be here for hours if I put it all in but yeah, I have I have lately started doing that because I realised that I wasn't being transparent in that he is there and he does interrupt me and he does get in the way and it's fine because, you know, you just sort him out and keep going. But yeah, as he's got that little bit older, he just copies me and he loves it. Like, especially if I'm doing anything that's like a jump or like he always pulls out the skipping rope and t- tries to skip even though he can't. <laughs> Um, oh that'd be so adorable but yeah it's like they they actually love it they just love doing what you're doing you know you you're the leader you do what you need to do um and they'll follow suit 
And it, when we're talking about limiting beliefs, I think that's something that again is ingrained for some weird and wacky reason that when we become a mum, we, we, and particularly also when we're going back to work, it suddenly just drops into our mind. We think, no, we can't do it because of X, Y, Z. And it seems to be, I don't know why it keeps coming up, but as a mum, we always have those, those thoughts around our, for limiting beliefs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's actually crazy because, like I said before, I, I didn't think I would be like that as, as a mum, but I suffer from mum guilt a lot, like a lot. Even, even the last couple of weeks with all this coronavirus stuff and, and obviously I'm still sending Oscar to daycare, and, you know, I'm dropping him off going, am I doing the right thing, you know? And I had exactly the same thing this <laughs> week. I rang my husband going, have we done the right thing? Yeah. There's less kids in the childcare. Are we, should I be sending him? And I was massive mum guilt. Yeah, or like, or if I send him and he's like a little bit under the weather, like not sick, sick, but just like a little bit under the weather and he might get a bit upset when I leave. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like, oh, like because I work from home, he could be at home with me, but, you know, obviously I still need to work. So I have that, I have that feeling all the time. Um, and I think it comes a lot to for mums actually going to the gym. And that's why I started doing what I do because you can do it with the kids around. So you don't have to have that guilt because they're right there. You know, you're not actually missing out on time with them or leaving them. You can still, you can still make fitness a part of your lifestyle with your kids. Yeah. Mm. And how have you integrate? So how do you now integrate fitness? Obviously, it's your role and your job. Mm-hmm. But are the ways that you integrate fitness, so you're still getting those workouts. So go the reversing priorities. I made a pact with myself a very long time ago that I do my workout first thing. This, this I know that kids get up and stuff, so if they get up, that's fine. So. I generally, especially since I have Lily, because obviously I don't sleep as much. <laughs> um, we all know those 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 times, yes. yes. <laughs> so when I say first thing, I I mean like you can eat, you can sort out the kids, you can you know do what you need to do to make everyone happy. But I don't do anything else. I don't check my email. I don't check social. I don't put on any washing like my workout is the first thing I do aside from anything that's you know keeping everyone alive (laughs) Um, and that really works for me because I don't see a time that my phone rings you know someone's calling me or somehow I accidentally flick on to because I've got an app and and my clients can message me I might accidentally open that I'm like oh I'll answer that and then you know it's midday and I haven't done it I'm like oh Okay, so yeah, that's the pact that I made with myself. So um, I would recommend that you find the time that works for you and make it a non-negotiable. Like go as far as putting it in your calendar like you would a doctor's appointment or a hair appointment or a work meeting and do not break it. You know, that is your workout time and keep it sacred. (laughs) Yeah, it's really prioritizing it, isn't it? Yep, 100%. Now, I will acknowledge, Mamas, that we did actually have a little bit of a different um, interview planned uh, with Laura today, but it's really, I think, wanting to focus on how we can help you 
both across mental, physical and your overall well-being. And that's why today we've taken this podcast on the way that we have and the journey that we have. Uh, so, Laura, we'll have to have another chat that goes through everything else as well in the future yeah. if you're interested. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But I think that I really want to thank you and your ideas uh, for today because I know that I could do a hell of a lot more to keep moving because I think it's so important. Uh, now, fi- two final questions. The first yeah. one, what do you do to fill your cup? Um, well, exercise, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Is that obvious? <laughs> um, exercise, like I said before, journaling is one, one for me. Um, I, I do that every day. If I haven't done it, I am a completely different person. So I find that I, I have a lot going in my head a lot of the time. So I get my journaling done as well. Um, and my other thing is kid-free time. Um, which, which again, we were talking about mum guilt before it took me a long time to realize that I needed it. Um, and I don't have a lot of it, but I will do something once a week that generally just for me. So it could be, yeah, going for a walk, going, getting a massage, going to the hairdresser, I don't know, something like that. That's just purely for me. I'm big on that for filling my cup so important the cup needs to be filled no matter what what, uh, life we're leading at the moment definitely now how can people connect with you and I can personally attest that I follow on Instagram and your workouts and all your story insta stories are fantastic so highly recommend everyone jumps on board (laughs) uh so how can they get in touch with you and and connect with you so on on Instagram I am the fit mama lifestyle um mama i know everyone spells differently my version is m-a-m-a the fit mama lifestyle um my website's the same the fit mama lifestyle.com um and if you want to reach out to me by email my email is laura at the fit mama lifestyle.com sensational well, Laura, I just, again, want to thank you so much uh, for our chat today. Um, and for those listening, I really hope you've got something out of it. And highly recommend you follow Laura on Instagram because she's giving some great tips uh, and also around mindfulness and fitness and how you can still look after yourselves in the world that we are currently living in. Uh, best of luck to you all. And Laura, I hope you and your family stay healthy and best of luck in the coming weeks and months. Oh, thanks so much for having me. My pleasure. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Working Mama podcast. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favourite podcast catch-up. I invite you also to join the Working Mama community on Facebook and join in the conversation with other like-minded working mums. Please also feel free to contact me on any of the Working Mama social channels. Remember, Mama is M-U-M-M-A via Instagram at workingmama underscore AU or website www.workingmama.com.au. I would appreciate you to share this podcast with friends and colleagues, especially those that are parents managing the juggle. And I would really appreciate if you had to take the time out to leave a review of the podcast. I'll be giving a shout out to select people that do so. So stay listening and you might be one of them. Thank you and see you next time. Have a great week.